0: Good morning, boys and girls, and welcome to what we're sure will be our greatest year at Rydell. Welcome back to Everyday Everyday Blakers. And this is episode three, which is all about Halloween. So timely.
1: And we are interviewing the originator of the Blake theme, Susan Bykoff. She instituted the teachers dressing up and greeting the students in the morning of Halloween. So we will talk about what her history behind that is. And we'll also talk about the
0: theme for this year. And with that in mind, we asked a couple Blakers if they could take their best guess to see if they could figure out what the theme is for teachers. What will they be dressing up as this year? Along with staff and students, share their best costumes and safety tips for Halloween.
1: In addition, we take a little break from Halloween for a little student leadership from student council. We'll talk to some 6th and 8th graders and some questions and advice that they share during student council.
0: And then every day, Blakers went on the road again. You know, this time we headed out to Gillette Stadium for the Mass Q Conference. It's a very huge conference across the state, and we took a team of our eighth graders to the Q Kids Showcase, and there they shared their inventions that solve a school-based problem. And then I also talked to some teachers that shared their ideas and what they're doing at their schools uh, as a part of a new Q-Land edition.
1: Whew, that's boo-tastic. Looking forward to the episode.
0: Good morning, boys and girls, and welcome to what we sure will be our greatest year at Rydell. All right, so Heimtime Time here, and I have
1: Susan Bykoff, the math department head. Hi, Susan. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me here. I love podcasts, and I'm really excited to be a part of this. No problem. And how are you connected to Halloween? That's our theme for this week's episode.
2: Well, I love any opportunity where I get to dress up as something silly. And so Halloween, from the time I was a very young child, has always been an important holiday for me. Um, and then as I started teaching high school, I love spirit days where we dress up. I love any time you get to have crazy hair days. Mm-hmm. And so Halloween, the added thing with Halloween is the candy. Mm-hmm. That's really Bonus. what just puts the, Bonus. you know, icing on the cake.
1: All right. So, um, how are you connected to Halloween in particularly Blake middle school?
2: So I've been at Blake for six or seven years and when I first got here I decided to dress up in a really very large green box outfit. It's a long story. I want to know the green box. Okay What's behind so the green box? <laughs> I used to have um, this box in my classroom called the box of wonder and mm. it was a very bright green box and it wasn't this thing where you've got to go to the Box of Wonder all the time, but if a student said something just so wonderful, they would go to the Box of Wonder, and inside there might be a nice note, there might be a pencil, there might be an interesting eraser, oh, I
1: love that idea. a
2: little teeny toy or something that they could go, and everybody throughout the year had a chance to go visit the Box of Wonder. So I dressed up as the Box of Wonder, and <laughs> I was a green box. And I walked around all day dressed up as a box of wonder, and I handed out little teeny things to people. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's, like, the most thoughtful costume ever. (laughs) Yes. I I have to bring
2: the box of wonder back. I'm teaching 10th grade, and I don't have it, but I'm going to bring it back.
1: Well, kids who hear this podcast are going to see the uh, box Box of wonder. Wonder.
2: All right. Well, boy, the pressure's on. All right. All right. The box of wonder will come (laughs) out at some point. It'll come out at some point. Okay. So, so
1: in like middle school, how are you connected to maybe on a yearly basis, an <laughs> annual event, things that go All on right. for Halloween?
2: So people like to tell me that part of my job description is to be in charge of Halloween. But really what I do is I facilitate Halloween for the entire Blake faculty and staff. And it feels sometimes as if it's just Mrs. Bykopf doing Halloween <laughs> <laughs> because I send everybody a lot of emails but it's really everybody coming together as a community. And for the sixth graders, you might not know this, is we come together as a community. and when you arrive on Halloween Day, we will all be waiting to greet you outside, dressed as a particular theme. So I'll give you an example. Two years ago, we all dressed as minions, and Mr. Vaughn dressed as, who is the guy?
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Um, oh. The, it was a despicable man, The evil maid. guy. The evil guy with yeah, the scarf. Yeah, we'll call him the evil dude. All right, evil dude. And then <laughs> Mrs. Campbell dressed as Professor the Scientist person. Um, I feel
1: like as a mom I should know all the I know. Why not?
2: We're bad. No Mom of the Year award professor for us. Professor Minion. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Go on Twitter and find it. So they dress, and then all the teachers dress as Minions. That was two years ago. Last year... We all dressed as Pac-Man, and Mr. Vaughn and Mrs. Campbell dressed as Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man, and we met everybody. So this year, we're doing Project Letterman. That's our code name for this. And you will arrive at school, and you will see what our costume theme is. And sometimes kids dress up, sometimes kids don't dress up. It's a mixed bag, and we're happy to have anything. So our celebration of Halloween at Blake happens really just the first 10 minutes of school.
1: Very fun. So you guys will see all your teachers dressed up in some way or another throughout the day.
2: One theme. But one theme. it
1: makes a bigger community effect when we're all together and greeting yes. you at the start of the school. Yes. Uh, so one last question for you, Ms. Bykoff. What would be your favorite costume you've ever seen, either you've worn, seen other uh, people wear, celebrities, name it.
2: All right. So I can I say two? You can say two. Okay. So one year two. I went as Dirty Laundry where I took a <laughs> laundry basket and I stepped into it, and then I had, like, clothes. And I always try to convince, I have two daughters, I have a 7th grader and a 10th grader, for them to go as that, and they never want to be that. That's one year. Another I wonder why they don't want to be I Dirty it's laundry. Like, so clever.
0: Huh. It
2: is clever, clever. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm not getting an award for that. Um, the other one was one year I went as someone who had just gotten out of bed And so I taught all my classes. I made this bed in my, I was teaching at dover sherburne in my classroom. And I stayed in bed, and I taught all my classes. (laughs) Like I had curlers in my hair. (laughs) And I had an alarm clock, and I had the assistant principal at the time would come and bring me breakfast in bed. And I had to teach from my bed. I was like, my Snoopy pajamas.
1: So I feel like there's a theme in your costumes, dirty laundry, staying in bed.
2: Well, if anybody saw my bedroom floor, you'd realize I have a lot of mess there.
1: (laughs) Bye, everybody. Well, I feel like the kids are going to want to have you as a teacher after hearing some of your crazy experiences at Halloween. Thank you so much for your time. Or they won't. They'll be a little nervous. But thank you, and we look forward to Halloween at Blake. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
3: Okay, girls. Let's go get
4: them. Hi, my name is Maddie, and when it comes to Halloween, my favorite costume is a baby dressed as a burrito.
5: I found this costume on the Internet when I was searching for Halloween costumes to be.
0: When I saw this, it was really cute and funny,
4: and I saw tomatoes, lettuce, and a little tin foil wrapped shell. It was really cute and funny, and it made me laugh, and this is why it's my favorite Halloween costume.
0: Hi, every
6: Halloween I get the craziest desire to take really thick grease, put it on my hair, plaster it down like this, then take a really tacky 70's game show host sport coat complemented with yellow and brown checks, and then put a big pendant gold on around my neck and then jump around and rant and rave and scream and just have a great time doing that and
3: my name is Matthew and I love Halloween and when it comes to costumes I'm all for it my favorite Halloween costume is the Headless,
5: Horseman. the Headless Horseman looks like a colonial man and have um shoulders and then what your head should be is a sliced off neck so on the top of your head would be like the sliced off part
3: but
7: you can see that blood and stuff inside. Thank you for listening, bye. One last thing, when you stand up it looks really cool. Bye. Hi all, Mrs. Rominski here. So my favorite Halloween costume when I was a kid was rainbow bright. My mom made me my costume from scratch and it was hands down my favorite, I still remember it. She made me an orange yarn wig out of just pieces of orange yarn, and it covered my hair, because Rainbow Bright had orange hair, and I had a rainbow belt that I wore for like two years after that costume.
4: Hi, I'm Mary, and my favorite costume was when I was in fourth grade, and I was in Taylor Swift Scott squad with all my friends, and it was really fun. <laughs>
1: Right, so heimtime here. I'm here with some 6th and some 8th graders from Student Council. So I have some 6th graders here. Who do we have from 6th grade? Katherine. And Elena.
0: I'm Charlie from 8th grade.
1: And I'm Gren from 8th grade. Excellent. So we have a lot of representation as far as two different grades from Student Council. And last week while the 7th graders were away at Nature's Classroom, the 6th graders asked some questions to the 8th grade. So what was one of the questions that came up in your discussion? We were wondering if the dances were awkward. Ah, And what was the main response that you guys got? Well, the response that the 8th graders gave us was it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Also, it might be a little bit awkward in the beginning, but nothing else. Ah, so awkward is sort of the definition of the middle school experience, huh? Alright, so let's talk about 8th grade, okay? So 8th grade, what was the main advice that you guys gave to the 6th graders?
0: Our main piece of advice was don't
1: procrastinate. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, and we mainly said that because if you are procrastinating and going to bed late every night, um, not getting a lot of sleep really starts to wear on you, and it affects your how you do in school. So when you say procrastinate, you mean don't procrastinate studying, homework, things that like yeah. we might think aren't, isn't really homework, homework per se? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for your time, guys, and I hope you guys have fun in the rest of your student council meeting.
3: Thank you. All right,
4: thank you. thank you. The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Here we
0: go. Hey, everyday blakers. We are here visiting Mrs. Mrs. Gomez's advisory, and I have a question for them. Every year at Blake, the teachers have a theme for Halloween, right? Do you remember the theme from last year? Yeah. It was what? Pac-Man. All right, so this year, I want you to try and guess what you think they'll be dressing up as. What will the theme for this year be? So just tell me your name and your guess.
5: Hi, I'm Madison, and my guess is a band. Okay. Hi, I'm Anna, and my guess is Despicable Me. Oh, nothing. Hi, my name is Christian, and my guess is Mickey Mouse. Hi, my name is Jacob, and I think it's going to be emojis. Oh. Hi, my name
7: is Ted, and I also think it's going to be Minions, Despicable Me. Okay. Hi, my name is Leah and I think it's going to be different candy types or maybe I'm just hungry. Oh, there you
0: go. Yeah, and if we, you know, it would be shocking if somebody was correct and I will definitely let you know if you are, but we will find out. When is Halloween? October 31st is a what? Tuesday. We'll find out on Tuesday. Thank you for your guesses.
4: The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.
0: Hey, Everyday Blakers. We are here at the MassQ conference this year, and there's a new section to it called QLAN Playground, and I'm here with one of the organizers, one of the MassQ board members, Kim. She's going to tell us a little bit about the new edition.
3: So... Um, we sent a delegation of Masque board members to ISTE this year, and our takeaway from ISTE, one of our favorite things to do was to um, visit the playgrounds. So we brainstormed and tried to think about how can we start a playground at our Masque conference. So this year is the first inaugural one. It was by invitation only. It's in the afternoons from 1.30 to 2.30. You present on a topic that's near and dear to your heart that you're passionate about. We have 12 tables in our present QLand today, and hopefully we will expand it to more tables and more things that our people are passionate about. I'm presenting on Scratch Jr., the coding app that I learned about when I went to Tufts University for some professional development.
0: That's great, thanks. And so we have a team from STEAM, the Leslie Makerspace, Space, and presenting some STEAM things. And I'm just taking a look around here. We have. Um, some snap circuits and making making kits that teachers can explore and learn about on this table here. What do we have here? Oh, the Raspberry Pi. Raspberry
6: pies. Are you, can you a pie?
0: Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your table?
6: Sure. So we've got some Raspberry Pi stand up. Uh, Brendan's got a uh, Google Voice Kit, which uh, will take in uh, voice commands and log a term on Twitter, and then using some language processing, be able to tell you, what were the two terms, uh, the two values? Subjectivity and polarity, so uh, the, the natural language toolkit returns a value for subjectivity and polarity, so you can tell... if if a tweet is more objective or subjective and how negative or positive that tweet is. And it uh, changes the colors on the RGB LED.
0: Well, I wish my audience could see this. But (laughs) So the entry level, would you say this is a high school project or where could you
6: begin? I'm a middle school so, um, tech integration specialist. Uh, so. I'm, I'm from middle school too. So okay. uh, another end of project I had a student in Minecraft on the Pi. Yeah. They designed a, a button that works up to it so in Minecraft what it'll do is create a little yeah. TNT block oh, so they can that, design right. little interfaces yeah. external buttons yeah. sensors yeah. and things like that so to control you know. things that go on. We
0: so uh, like the internet of things
6: idea. Sort ideas. of. No, not, not, as, not as involved as that but it can do it can, you can hook up uh, sensors. You can get uh, somebody was uh, hooked up a weather sensor, uh, temperature sensor, um, to the Raspberry Pi, and what that would do was chart the temperature over time in a graph uh, in Minecraft and blocks of oh, wall. Okay. So you I have can a get a science
0: teacher that would love that. Yeah. So
6: there, there are lots of different ways to begin hooking these things together using sort of Pi as the center of it, and you, know, you know, with the middle school kids that we work with, the Minecraft. Is kind of to that and Scratch is also on there too where they're able to hook up um, you know, other sensors, buttons, um, other things to interface with it. So it's it, it's really almost in the you know minds of the kids as to what they want to design and what they want to hook up together. So there's
0: really no limitation. Yeah. Exactly.
6: Well, well I mean, it, that, there are there are constraints, yeah. and sometimes those are those are good learning opportunities for the kids. Is you know their, their minds you know go oh I wanted to blow up everything. It's like all right, well let's let's run before we can walk. Let's do step one and to have them go through that design process of breaking it down into steps and programming that out.
0: Do you have a website that we can see some of these things, or can we contact you in some way?
6: Well, I I got the call at the last minute to kind of show up. I don't have a personal one, but the Raspberry Pi website, um, there is in Resources and Learn, and there's a section for educators in there which have a whole bunch of sample code and programs to check out. Um, So if if someone wanted to check it out, that would probably be the first stop to do that. Perfect. I know I'll be doing that. So thank you for your time. You're
0: welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Everyday Blakers. We are here at the MassQ conference this year, and there's a new section to it called Qland Playground, and I'm here with one of the organizers, one of the MassQ board members, Kim. She's going to tell us a
3: little bit about the new edition. So um, we sent a delegation of MassQ board members to ISTE this year, and our takeaway from ISTE, one of our favorite things to do was to um, visit the playgrounds. So we brainstormed and tried to think about how can we start a playground at our mass conference. So this year is the first inaugural one. It was by invitation only. It's in the afternoons from 1.30 to 2.30. You present on a topic that's near and dear to your heart that you're passionate about. We have 12 tables in our present Q today, and hopefully we'll expand it to more tables and more things that our people are passionate about. I'm presenting on Scratch Junior, the coding app that I learned about when I went to Tufts University for some professional development. That's great, thanks.
0: And so we have a team from STEAM, the Leslie Makerspace, and presenting some STEAM things. And I'm just taking a look around here. We have. Um, some snap circuits and makey-makey kits that teachers can explore and learn about. On this table here, what do we have here? Oh, the Raspberry Pi. Are
6: can you a fan of pie?
0: Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your table?
6: Sure. So we've got some Raspberry Pi stand up. Uh, Brendan's got a uh, Google voice kit, which uh, will take in uh, voice commands and log a term on Twitter and then using some language processing be able to tell you what were the two terms uh, the yeah, two values subjectivity and polarity so uh the The Natural Language Toolkit returns a value for subjectivity and polarity, so you can tell if if a tweet is more objective or subjective and how negative or positive that tweet is. And it uh, changes the colors on the RGB LED.
0: Well, I wish my audience could see this. But So the entry level, would you say this is a... A high school project or where could you
6: begin? I'm a middle school so, um, tech integration specialist. Uh, so. I'm, I'm from middle school too. So uh, another end of project I had a student in Minecraft on the Pi. Yeah. They designed a, a button that hooks up to it. So in Minecraft, what it'll do is create a little TNT block oh, so they can that. design little interfaces, external buttons, sensors, and things like that to control things that go on. And, uh, so like the Internet of Things idea? Sort of. Not, 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 as, not as involved as that, but it can do it can, you can hook up uh, sensors you can get uh, somebody was uh, hooked up a weather sen- uh, temperature sensor um, to the Raspberry Pi and what that would do was chart the temperature over time in a graph uh, in Minecraft on exactly. blocks of oh, the wall nice. so you I can get science get, teacher
0: that would love that yeah. the so, so
6: there, there are lots of different ways to begin hooking these things together using sort of Pi as uh, the center of it and you know with the middle school kids that we work with you know, uh, Minecraft is kind of that and Scratch is also on there too where they're able to hook up um, other sensors, buttons, um things to interface with it, so it's it, it's really almost in the, you know, minds of the kids as to what they want to design and what they want mm-hmm. to hook up together. So there's
0: really no limitation? Well, well
6: I mean, it, that, there, there, are, there are constraints, yeah. and sometimes those are, those are good learning opportunities for the kids, Is you know, their, their minds, you know, go, oh, I wanted to, to blow up everything. It's like, all right, well, let's, let's run before we can walk. Let's do step one and have them go through that design process of breaking it down into steps and, and programming that out.
0: Do you have a website that we can see some of these things or can we contact you in some way?
6: Well, I I got the call at the last minute to kind of show up. I don't have a personal one, but the Raspberry Pi website um, there is in Resources and Learn and there's a section for educators in there which have a whole bunch of sample code and programs to check out. Um, So if if someone wanted to check it out, that would probably be the first stop. uh, Perfect. I know I'll be
0: doing that. So (laughs) thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you.
4: The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at (laughs) anchor.fm.
0: And we're live. We are recording. Hey, Everyday Blakers. I am here with the cute kids, and I just want to have them introduce themselves really quickly. Emma Bannister.
1: Annie McCarthy. Ryan McNeil.
5: Jack Altman. Ella Daly. Carrie White.
0: And we're missing one more. Brian Borta. There we go. And these guys got the opportunity to create an invention. As a part of our class, they had to use little bits and recyclable materials to pick a school-based problem uh, and try to solve it. And let me have them tell you a little bit more about their inventions. So we'll start with Emma and Annie. So we made um, we stoplights
4: stoplight for the hallway. So it prevents like traffic in the halls. So everyone can get where they need to be in an efficient way.
0: And then just tell me a little bit. How did you? What did you use to make it? Or what does it look like? Because people are listening here. They can't see it.
4: It looks like an actual stoplight, and we use like lights. And we had a
0: remote control that can control all the lights and turn on every color. Okay. And so we're looking forward to testing it out a little bit more and maybe creating another version. Okay. And then Brian and Jack and Ryan, what did you guys create? We created the tech map and it was a map of our school
5: that helped the incoming sixth graders or staff find the way.
0: Just describe how it works and what did you make it out of?
5: It's out of little bits and paper and you just press where you want to go and it takes you to the class.
0: Well, there was a little bit more to the design, right? Because it's big chart paper, and what did you put on the chart paper?
3: Put on little bits, and then you click a button, it lights up the quickest route to get to the place you want to go.
0: But you had to put a uh, map.
3: Legos
4: on it. You put Legos on the it. It's a little the bit
0: right, the map of the school, right? And then underneath was your Legos, yeah. okay, and it yeah. showed the lighted yeah. path, which was. Quick. And what kind of feedback did you get at MassQ? Oh, really? Really oh. good feedback. Yeah. Tell us about what were some things that people said. They said they would like to use it in their school. Okay. So the plan is to recreate it because it got wet that day, right? And then test it out in the school in different places?
4: Yeah. yeah. M- maybe. Yes. Maybe.
0: Okay. All right.
4: Maybe. Maybe. And then our
0: last invention came from these two.
4: Okay. So we made the shusher, and Ella will tell you about it. So the shusher. It's basically a stoplight that we're gonna, a stop sign that we're gonna put near the green screens, so you can flip it down and a light will light up while you're recording, and it's operated by a wireless remote that we 3D printed a case for the remote, so then you can easily switch it on.
0: Yeah. And what kind of response did you get from the teachers at MassQ? Mm,
4: we got really good responses. A few people said they really needed that in their school, and they were gonna try and make yeah, something and, like it. Yeah. All right. And
0: so, yeah, did you enjoy the experience? Would you recommend it to other students to try? Yeah, it was a really fun experience, and yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, And that concludes our Q Kids segment.
4: The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.
0: Hey, this is Everyday Blakers, and we are live from the 8th grade classroom. Tell us the class and your first name, please.
5: Uh, we're in health class. I'm Dom.
0: I'm Sina. Brett. Joe. And these guys are here to share some Halloween tips with you in terms of health and safety. And first let's start with health. What kind of health tips should people keep in mind for Halloween?
5: Well one thing you have to keep in your mind is if you eat too much it's really unhealthy, so just take a reasonable amount.
0: Okay.
1: Um you could like walk very uh, very far and then um lose your what's that. Uh
0: watch your allergies. Right, so watch the types of candy and food that you're getting, because you might have a nut allergy or some other type of allergy.
1: You can burn off some of the weight and then um, eat candy to replace it.
0: There you go. So think about if you want to eat candy, you might take a longer route or run in between houses or something. That's a great one, Brett. Also. Let's talk about safety, because safety is a huge issue during Halloween. What kind of safety tips should we think about?
5: Um, when you're running, be aware of your surroundings so you don't trip and like fall on your face.
0: Uh, adding on to DOM, uh,
5: if you're going to be, a uh, better way to be uh, aware of your surroundings is to bring like some sort of flashlight or lantern. Excellent.
1: You need to be careful around the streets, because there's all
5: these cars going by. Mm-hmm. Uh, open
0: candy could be poisonous. There you go. All right. So there's a lot more that we can think about, but I think those are some excellent tips. Thank you all for sharing. And did you want to say one last thing? Happy
5: Halloween. Everybody ready? Happy Happy
0: Halloween. Halloween. All right, Perfect. Hey, this is Everyday Blakers, and we are live from the 8th grade classroom. Tell us the class and your first name, please.
5: Uh, we're in health class. I'm Dom. I'm Sina.
0: Brett. Joe. And these guys are here to share some Halloween tips with you in terms of health and safety. And first, let's start with health. What kind of health tips should people keep in mind for Halloween?
5: Well, one thing you have to keep in your mind is if you eat too much, it's really unhealthy. So just take a reasonable amount.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you could like walk very, uh, very far
5: and then um, lose. Welcome the back. Like so. Uh,
0: watch your allergies. Right, so watch the types of candy and food that you're getting because you might have a nut allergy or some other type of allergy.
1: You can burn off some of the weight and then um, eat candy to replace
0: it. There you go. So think about if you want to eat candy, you might take a longer route or run in between houses or something. That's a great one, Brett. Also... Let's talk about safety, because safety is a huge issue during Halloween. What kind of safety tips should we think about?
5: Um, When you're running, be aware of your surroundings so you don't trip and like fall on your face. Uh, Adding on to Dom, uh, if you're going to be, a better way to be uh, aware of your surroundings is to bring like some sort of flashlight or lantern. Excellent.
1: You need to be careful around the streets because there's these cars
5: going by. Mm
0: Uh, open candy could be poisonous. There you go. All right. So there's a lot more that we can think about, but I think those are some excellent tips. Thank you all for sharing. And did you want to say one last thing? Happy Halloween. Ready? Happy Halloween. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Hey, Blakers. I stopped by the health and wellness class because I thought we could get some tips from our 8th graders around Halloween. And so let's first have you introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Dom. I'm Sina.
4: Brett.
0: I'm Joe. And let's see what you have to say about uh, what should people keep in mind for health and safety around Halloween. Let's start with health. Any health tips you have to share?
5: Well, something really nice you could do would to be to donate your candy if you don't want it all.
0: Where could they donate it to?
5: Uh, to your orthodontist or to the military services. Okay. Uh, if right, don't eat all your candy right after trick or treating or the day after. Uh, limit yourself so that it lasts longer.
1: Excellent. You could walk or run around your block multiple times to burn off what you're gonna
5: eat. Yes. Uh, don't take open candy from strangers. could be poisonous.
0: All right. Those are some great tips to think about. And then we also have to keep in mind safety. Safety is a big issue or during trick-or-treating and Halloween. What should people uh, be aware of?
5: Uh, you have to be aware of your surroundings so you don't, like, run into a tree or fall into the bushes. And if you're going to be aware of your surroundings, a good idea would be... To preemptively bring a flashlight or a lantern.
1: Stay safe around the streets because cars
5: are always driving around. Uh, make sure you don't get kidnapped.
0: <laughs> yes, that's a big one. All right, and any last words for our Blakers? Happy,
5: Happy Halloween. All
0: right, thank you guys.
4: The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.
0: I am here with Mrs. Raminski, and she's going to tell us a little bit about our yearly pumpkin
7: challenge that we have at Blake. So every October, Student Council likes to initiate the yearly pumpkin decorating contest. The rules for the pumpkin decorating contest are that every advisory gets a pumpkin, and they are to decorate it in a way that will be voted upon at the end of October. Each pumpkin was very unique this year, as they are every year. We had some wonderful entries. There's no carving allowed, but people do a really nice job of working around the carving restriction and coming up with painted pumpkins and multiple pumpkins and pumpkins on display with Backgrounds and even a doghouse this year around it. It was simply fantastic. Yeah. What I like about it is it brings making into the classroom, right? The whole spirit of making. It totally does. Each advisory generates their idea, and from idea into carrying out the actual thing, figuring out what materials would work, which ones won't. It's wonderful. Yeah, excellent.
0: And so you have the the winners, right? And so. We voted for, we'll
7: start with third place. Yeah, so this year, third place in the pumpkin contest went to Mrs. Carney's 8th grade advisory and their hamburger and A&W root beer pumpkin. Very cool. Place went to Mrs. McLaughlin's seventh grade advisory, Olaf the Snowman Pumpkin. And first place was eighth grade, Senora Manning's Globe Pumpkin. It was mounted up on the fixture that a globe would usually be found on and painted to perfection.
0: Yeah, and I happened to be in the library when this was announced, and I cannot even tell you how excited she She was jumping up to the ceiling when she heard that she, her advisory <laughs> won. <So laughs> You can actually, I have that on video, so you can see that on our Facebook page, the Thomas Blake Facebook page. But that was such a, the contest is so great. The kids just
7: absolutely dive in and take, you know, creativity to the next level. There's a lot of pride kids. that goes yeah. into it. A lot of pride and a lot of bragging rights if you get that first place choice. Oh, exactly. So thank you very much. You're welcome. The
0: word is the word is the word. Wow, it seems like we really go together like Ram Lam Lam Lama. Well, you know, Halloween does have a way of bringing everyone together. And as
1: no surprise, students didn't even come close to guessing Greece is our theme. But I guess it does help that it dates all the way back to the ancient times of nineteen seventy-eight.
0: And hopefully everyone followed those safety tips from our eighth grade health and wellness class and had a very fun yet safe Halloween and maybe even a healthy
1: Halloween if they walk the long route to burn off the calories when they were trick-or-treating. That's
0: right. <laughs> and so that brings us to the end of episode three. Yes, that is number three in the books. Remember, you can find us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. You can simply just search for Everyday Blakers or they can find us where? Anchor FM. You can give us a clap or leave a comment. We would love that. So stay
1: tuned for our next episode coming in two weeks.
4: Thanks for listening. The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.
0: This is Everyday Blakers. We're launching our new podcast with Mrs. Heim and Ms. Horvath. And we want you to think about one thing before our first episode. We want you to think about diversity and what it looks
1: like for you. And some of the questions we'll think about is your family, your
0: friends, your ethnicity, your experiences, and much more. So watch for a Google form, which will be the survey that we send out to all students. We would love for as many of you to take the survey by next week. How about next Wednesday? So that we can share your information and talk a little bit about our diversity at Blake uh, at our first podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you as our audience for the rest of the year.
0: Bye. <coughs>
4: The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.